today I get to not just finish this sermon series by myself, but I get to finish the sermon series with one of my favorite people in the room. Really quick, could you guys please give a standing ovation to the person that's going to help me teach today, none other than Pastor Linnell Williams. Yeah. So Pastor Martin, um, you, can, you can take your seats. Pastor Martin said something kind of slick earlier. He said that, uh, I, I'm, did y'all hear him? He said something that I've always wanted to happen. Um, I just want to make sure that how many of you guys have a strong-willed child? What are the characteristics of, she looked to her like, girl. What are the characteristics of your strong-willed child? Stubborn. Stubborn. Loud. Opinionated. Okay, opinionated. Well, you're about to have two strong-willed people teach you this morning. So you're about to get a double dose of all, of, of all of it. But look at your neighbor. If you're ready for the word, clap once. All right, take it away, Mom. Good morning. I was looking for the second strong-willed person up here. Good morning, Pastor Josh, PJ. Yo. You know what I call you. Yeah, go for it. Dude. But I won't. <laughs> Greetings to all of you. It is amazing to be standing in the house of the Lord, the place that I love with my heart, my lung, my liver, my tonsils, everything that's about me. You don't me. have tonsils. You got to take them out. Uh-uh. I still got mine. Oh, I got mine And I got out. my wisdom teeth, too. That's tough. I got all that in the name of Jesus. But I give honor to my senior leader, uh, Dr. Martin Williams the lover of my soul. Amen. It is a dangerous thing to be standing here this morning because we've been talking about altars and I've been tracking with the saints. And um, this is a very needed series of teachings. And it would be okay if we would say this about people outside the doors. But as you guys have been plowing through this, I saw the Dynamic Five teach, and you've been teaching about worship, the altars. But the church, I think, have grown weary in understanding why we are called to worship. And I had to do a self-check myself through it all. I had to ask myself, self, are you still holding on to your first love? I had to ask myself, self, do you really love him the way you sing about him? I had to ask myself, after all that is said and done and the scriptures that I read, do I believe what it said? Sometimes you can walk with the Lord, as we say, for so long, we just become habitual about it. But the fire is out. We're like the walking dead, doing all the right things, it seems, but dead inside. So... 
We're going to try to tie this down this morning. I'm honored to be sitting here with you because you are sitting and about to hear some things from two authentic worshipers. I love the Lord. I love him. And you need to ask yourself, do you really, really, do you really love him? It's time for you to answer yourself. I love him. I love him. So, PJ and I. Yeah, let's go. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Boy, y'all be ready all the time. See, sometimes you just got to slow it down. But this is our son, our firstborn, very creative, amazing and brilliant and phenomenal. But I remember even in the house, I would have to say, Josh, slow down. When he was eating, slow down. <laughs> Everything, just slow down and enjoy where we are. And today... <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. I want to talk to you because you've been talking and I've been listening. I want to bring something to your attention. Uh, it says this, or maybe it's on this one. I thought when you put it on here, it would come on here. Uh, you have to go to Google Docs. Uh, no, I did it in here. Here, go from here. You're okay. Good. But I wanted to read something, and this is something I got early this morning that's not on here. See, that's why you got to allow God to do what he wants to do, right? Uh-huh. I come to understand, Josh, that back in Matthew, Matthew 2 is the encounter where when Jesus was born. And guess who came to look for him? Who? Three of them. It says in the 11th verse of Matthew, the second chapter, and when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and they <coughs> fell down and they did what? And worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, I bet it was a box, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. That shook me in regards to altars. From the day that Jesus was born, men on earth sought to worship him. And so it was from the beginning, so it is in, night, in 2022 in Omaha, Nebraska. Are you a wise man and woman? Are you seeking to worship him? I'd like to fell out of my bed this morning about 5 a.m. That was just, don't you get excited with me? Oh, yeah. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name. From the very beginning, from the day that Jesus was born, men like you, came looking, and when they found him, they fell down and cried, holy, 
is the Lord God Almighty. And here we are today in the sanctuary. And as the worship team began to bring us into his presence, you ought to fall down too and say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. You better hear me this morning. He's a king even if you don't want to acknowledge him. And so we've been spending all these weeks trying to teach you how to come before a king. He's a king of kings, and he's worthy. There's another scripture that says, Thou art worthy in Revelation 4 and 11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. If you ever wonder why you're here, the answer is right there. It's an open book. You were born to worship him. Isaiah 43, 21 says, This people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. Yay. That'll rock your boat. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be an engineer. I want to be a whatever. But the foremost thing that you are sucking air for that COVID didn't take you out is to give glory and worship to the king. Come on here, lift your hands and decree. I was created to worship. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. We better hear. You better hear in the name of Jesus. Why are you looking at me, Josh? You don't need me. Yeah, we do. No, you don't. Uh-huh. Yes, I do. So kind of ready to go? What, what do you mean ready to go? The notes. I'm, gonna, I'm right here in my notes. All right, here. Okay, wait a minute now. Because the introduction. Wait, wait, wait. I'm on, that wasn't I'm on. the introduction? Okay, that was part of it. I'm just going to hit these few little oh, things. Jesus. Listen, listen. As high, we were in the air in one cent of time for 13 hours. And looking out on the water that God made. When he, he said he, 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 he sits high and he looks low. He knows everything. Hallelujah. You came out of him. But these few things, why is it important that you worship? I'm going to let you know. Worship can shift your mindset and change your perspective of the world. Worship can push you into your destiny and cleanse you from your past. Worship heals wounds and breaks generational curses right here in the atmosphere. Worship lets you hear God and lets God hear you. Come on. I got people that drove all the way from Texas to be in this room this morning because of worship. Worship changes and shifts atmospheres. Ah, that's what worship is. It's so much more than two songs, two slow ones, and two fast ones. That's what worship would do for you. Carry all right, on. Open up your Bibles. Let's go to Exodus 24 and 1. <laughs> Let's go to Exodus 24 and 1. Then the Lord instructed Moses, read it with me, please. Can we throw it up? Read it with me. Somebody say, come up here. Come up here. To who? To me. And bring along Aaron. Uh -huh. Nadab, I'll do this because I know that some people get really weird. Like, I ain't going to try. Nadab, Abihu, and somebody say 70. 70 of, the Isra of Israel's elders. All of you must worship from where? Away from us. Remember, we've been setting up this story that God is what? 
holy. Since he is holy, we were not able to worship with him in his presence because we are sinful. The reason why you have to become uh, clean in Christ is so that you can be in relationship with him. Yes. Really quick. When we were in Eden, we were all clean, we were pure, we were in purpose, but we were also holy. The minute that they ate the fruit, holiness left them. Therefore, they had to be what? Kicked out of the garden. Your worship isn't worship unless it's done in his presence. That's what we're going to talk about today. Is that all right? Then the others must not come near, and none of the other people are allowed to climb up the mountain with him. Uh -huh. Then Moses went down to the people and repeated all of the instructions and regulations the Lord had given him. All the people answered with one voice. And can you read it with me? We will do what? Everything. Some. Everything. A little bit. Everything. What we like. Everything. What we choose. Everything. Somebody scream everything. everything. We will do everything the Lord has commanded. Today, we'd like to talk to you on a subject called there's levels to this. There's levels in your worship. There's levels in your expectation. How many of you have been married for more than four or five years? Uh, basically, what they say in a couple of the books that I've read and, and, and different conversation is that every single year, you actually remarry a totally new person. How many of you, your wife, your significant other is the same person as when you married them? Ooh, don't, ooh, ooh, we. Ooh, somebody said, hmm. okay, now I'm, we're not going to unbox that. Come back in November. We'll do a little bit of family series. Okay. But if we expect for God to be the same as he was when we met him, we're behind the ball. Mm. And many of us are expecting God to do stuff at level one that he, was only, he can only do at level four. So we can say that God is not a good God. We can say that God doesn't show up in my life, but we have not met him at the level that he's trying to meet us at. But this is the thing. How many of you guys like music? Prove it. You better call on. Y'all are not saved. I love it. You love it. Here we go. Body, suddenly. Never. Y'all don't even know the words. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Here we go. Country road. Take me home. Where, where I belong, West Virginia, come. It's Mountain Mama. I see that. Y'all just be listening to whatever you want. Watch this. Everybody right here. Go. Ba, ba. Sing with me. Ba, 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 ba. But depending on what type of notes I play, I can make you do whatever I want you to do. Let me prove it right here. I just played you and you didn't even think about it. And many of us in our worship, we're singing songs but don't know why. The tune sounds really great. And this is what we look like in God's presence. <laughs> Trying to make sure that we're on beat, that we're singing the right song at the right time. Uh -huh. And how silly do I look? This is the reason why we have to understand that this, somebody say there's levels to this. There are three different levels of our worship. And we'd like, I'd like to break those down for you. Is that all right? 
Here we go. Number one. Go ahead. Your worship is an indication of your word level. So what he just demonstrated is if you don't know the word, you will sing anything. You will hum along to anything. And you will even get a little goosebumps about it. But your worship is truly a measuring stick, an indication of just how much word is really in you. Right. When we look at the word of God, when we look at Exodus, we all know the story of Moses, right? Moses was sent down the river. His mom sends him away. He ends up leading a people after he's been enslaved. And now they're in the desert. Somebody say the desert. And what was supposed to be a three and a half trip takes 40 years because of the fact that there was misunderstanding. So once they come up to the mountain, this is where we're talking about altars. Moses is given a specific set of rules on how to worship. Somebody say how to worship. How to worship. But if we do not understand songs and how they are written, we can sing songs and question why God doesn't come into the room. Mm. How many of you know that not every song that you sing in worship is actually being sung to God? There are three levels. I want you to write this down. There's, there are songs that are man to man. Psalms 89.1 says, I will sing of the Lord's unfailing love forever. Young and old will hear of your faithfulness. Psalms 145.4, generation after generation stands in all of your work. Each one tells stories of your mighty acts. Songs from one another become community. Mm. So we can sing four songs that are all about how much we have made it through. Yes. We shall overcome. It's an amazing song. You get goosebumps, but you're not singing to God. Mm. Uh, uh, what's the other one that, that we sang earlier today? It was necessary, but what was the song that we said? Don't want to move. I will stay here until you change me. You're not singing to God. You're declaring something over yourself. Yes. Somebody say level number two. Level number two is where man sings to God. Ephesians 5, 19 through 20 says, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. Where? In your hearts. Where? In your hearts. So regardless of what comes out of your hands, what comes out of your mouth, whatever comes out of instruments, if it doesn't come from your heart, it's not worship, it's just noise. And give thanks for everything to God, the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. When man sings to God, this is what we call adoration. Adoration. Do you know what that means? How many of you remember um, when you were dating in the beginning? You adored her. Everything she did was amazing. It didn't matter what she did. And now I know some of you are married now and you're like, no, nah, that ain't what it is no more. But you remember. Somebody say remember. Mm. Anything and everything that they do, they, like they can't do any wrong. That's when you begin to adore God. Does that make sense? Yeah. Go ahead. We have different notes, by the way. I, we should. No, we shouldn't. Yeah, we no, should. No, we should not. Because... When the Holy Ghost comes no, upon you. No, 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 no. Okay, but anyway, Josh, this is important. Go ahead. You only get out of it what you put in it. And you're talking about man to God. Correct. You reap what you sow. Correct. So we have to prepare ourselves individually right. to worship him. Correct. And we can even uh, have a competition. I walk into churches all my life. I've been in church all my life. And I made a commitment to myself and God. Ain't nobody going to out-worship me when it comes to the king. What about you? I want him to hear me in the sea of people. And it's not That's based man. off of how loud you sing. No, it really isn't. It's or how, how good much, you sing. It's, it's how much of that word you're obeying True. and applying. Sure. Carry on. So man to man is community. Man to God is adoration. But then there becomes a part in our worship that many Christians have never got to uh -huh. where God sings to man. 
There's a part in your worship where it's no longer you singing to hear the other person. There's a part in your worship where it comes from you're no longer singing to God. But when you're in his presence, look at your neighbor and say, there's nothing to say. There's nothing to say. Once I'm with you, now I'm supposed to listen. Think about it this way. How many opportunities have you missed, has Joshua missed because he couldn't keep his mouth shut? Right place, doing the wrong thing. There are some places, Amari, once you get in the room, you should act like you've been there before and not say anything. Mm. Because you miss everything when you're talking at the same time that God is talking. God to man is, I want you to go to Zephaniah 3.17. It says, the Lord your God is with you. This is so specific because the word of God only says that God is with you about 15 times in the Bible, which means that if God is with you, look at your neighbor and say, he is with you. He is with you. If you've been born again in Christ, God is not out there somewhere. Look at yourself and say, he's, he's with me. me. Since God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves, he will take great delight in you, in his love. He will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you yes. with singing. There's a point in our worship, everyone, where we stop worshiping God for what he can do, what he will do, what he should have done, and we begin to just worship God just because he is. That's when we've broken past the level of worship that's all about singing in tears and crying. Because in church, especially if it's charismatic, we can think that somebody's having a real worship experience where they're actually having a moment of epilepsy. And we're like, ooh, that person feels the spirit. No, the flashing lights just got to her. So in order for us not to confuse ourselves and confuse people that have never been in a worship service, because being honest, if you've never been in a worship service and you see somebody do this, you're just like, what have you brought me to? We can make worship into a circus. Man to man is cool. Man to God is cool. But somebody say, I want God to sing to me. Different notes. I got you. Ephesians 24, 4 through 9. Then Moses carefully wrote down, somebody say, all the Lord's instructions. Not some of them. All of them. God wrote down, I'm sorry, Moses carefully wrote down all the Lord's instructions. Early the next morning, Moses got up and built an altar at the foot of the mountain. He also set up 12 pillars, one of each of the 12 tribes of Israel. Then he sent some of the young Israel men to present, somebody say, burnt offerings. And to sacrifice bulls as peace offerings to the Lord. Remember, Jesus has not died yet. The veil has not been torn. So in order for you to communicate with God, you have to burn a sacrifice. You don't have to do that anymore, but this is Old Testament. Somebody say Old Testament. Okay, we're not looking for you to go and kill a, a goat or your dog. By the way, it's illegal, and we will not bail you out. We'll pray for you from a distance. Then he took the book of the covenant, and he read it aloud to the people. And the people said, read it with me. We, we will, will do, do everything. everything the Lord has commanded. We will obey. Obey means outside of what we think, outside of our preference, we're going to do what God said. Somebody said amen. amen. Then Moses took the blood from the basins and splattered it over the people, declaring, look, this blood confirms the covenant the Lord has made with you in giving you these instructions. I want you to write down uh, point number two. Give him what he asked for. Mm -hmm. Worship is not about us bringing a gift to God that we think he deserves. Moses followed, somebody say, instructions. And I would say there is a specific blueprint that must be followed. A lot of time in worship, I, the, the Spirit of the Lord will move up on me and I'm in corporate worship like we were this morning. And I will find that the, 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 I began to say, Lord, receive my worship. Be pleased with me. Hear the words of my lips and let them be the conveyance of my heart. 
Because you can do all of these things, as you were just saying, yet it's not what God desires. Exactly. So you have to be very careful, believers, that we don't construct what we define as worship that is absolutely not even pleasing to God. Right. Sometimes God just wants you to sit quietly. He just wants to be with you. He inhabits the praises. He just wants to be in your presence. He don't want you saying anything. He don't want you singing anything. That's why you have to listen wholeheartedly to what God is desiring and that we give him what he wants. You can't just make worship happen. Singing is just not worship. So we have to first and foremost give God what he prides himself on the most. He is his word. Right. And to worship him in spirit and in truth, you must be students of his word. Or when the waves of life become the clash up on you and you get hit with diagnoses and things like this, you're going to start crying, but it won't be worship. Yeah. But you can begin to give that situation, that diagnosis, that hard thing, the word of God. Yea, the, uh, that I see it, it shall not come nigh me. I am the healed of the Lord. I shall live and not die. How do you know? Because the word cannot return void. He has promised. That's worship. And I think that that's so important because when you look at verse number four, it says that Moses, and I'm pointing uh -huh. it back to you, it says that Moses carefully wrote. Carefully. And when Moses spoke over the people, Moses didn't use his words. Mm -hmm. Moses used the words the word. of the Lord. And this is something that I really would hope that our church, many of our people understand it. All of our older saints that are walking with Jesus, somebody say a long time. A long time. Y'all understand it. Y'all got like 70 different versions of like every single Bible. But worship actually starts with the word, not with music. That's good. Worship to God Worship to God is actually when you say what he said. Mm. <laughs> that's what true worship is. So when you say, God, thank you so much for healing my mother from cancer, that's not worship. That's thankfulness. Mm -hmm. Worship to God sounds like this. Sorry, I just, got, I just got goosebumps. Let me chill out. Worship to God sounds like this. Who am I that you would be mindful, mindful of me? In Genesis, God, you created the moon, the stars, the sky, all with your breath. Hallelujah. But then when you made me, you breathed your life into me. How amazing. So you see how that feels different? Why does it feel different? Because I'm telling God what he said mm. about me. me. If you want something from your uh, parents, don't tell them that you deserve it. Tell them what they promised you. What they said. Hey, you know what? You said. You said. You said we were going to get ice cream. It. How many mm. of y'all got mm. empty promises to your kids right now? You hoping they don't ask after church. Mommy, you said McDonald's. You asked if I had McDonald's <laughs> money. I said no. I cut the grass, scrubbed the toilet, mm. and I vacuumed. Where is my McDeezies? Yes, yes. So worship actually begins at your knowledge of the word of God. Mm. This mm. is why as a Christian, you cannot go a day without cracking open the word of God. My God. Yes, it can be boring. Yes, it can be frustrating. But the thing is that you're reading it at the wrong level. Look at your neighbor say, there's levels to this. There's levels to some this. Pop, some people, they open up the Bible, they fall asleep. I'm mm. now beginning to flirt with this level where every time I open the word of God, it's like there's something totally different. How yes. many of you have ever been stuck on a scripture for a long period of time? Mm. 
Yea, though I walk through the valley no. of the shadow. It's just like, and uh-huh. every day that you keep coming back to it, it's something different. Then I go to breakfast with my mom, and my mom is reading the same scripture, but we didn't call each other. So it's just like, okay, so now what did you get from it? And now, based off of uh, her ready, um, yes. reading, uh, reading level, now I get something totally different. Because mm. God's word will never return back to you void and he if said, you read it. I'll never leave you. Nor. Nor will I ever. That's, that's his words over you. Correct. He said, I'll never leave you. We are in a day and a time where people are lonely. They are feeling isolated, not feeling like they used to feel, like they're, they're in a, a crowded room, but there's nobody there but them. But that's when you can draw on the word and you can say, give him back his word. He'll say, God, you said that you will never leave me. And God, you said and you promised that you will never forsake me. Now here I sit in this place and I'm feeling a little some kind of way, but I believe your word, God. Hallelujah. So I'm just going to lift my hands right here, right now, and decree over myself. I am not ever by myself because you are here. You're the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Now here's the thing. Yes. Can you get Praise that God. same feeling by playing your playlist? Mm, no. No, 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 no. Maverick City will not save you from the gates of hell. Uh-uh. Okay, I'm not trying. Please, AWC, please glory. hear me. Please hear me. Please hear me. Please hear me. We're listening. No weapon formed against you by Fred Hammond is not going to heal your mother from cancer. Jaira, you are enough. Yes, the song is anointed. Yeah. But I think that God is really looking for us to sing to him a song that we uh-huh. have written. <laughs> Mom doing what she just did cannot be done in a key. Uh, it can't be done in E-flat major over E-sus9. It, 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 can, it, it can, can only be, be done in spirit and in, and truth. in truth. So this is what we're trying to Woo! get to you. You better because hear worship, us today. Mom, just give me like two seconds. Because in worship, I, re- I really want to make sure that you guys hear what I'm saying. Glory, when glory. it comes to worship, some of the reason why God doesn't show up is because our worship is unrecognizable. God loves the songs that are being sung. Yes. But I think that God is asking us, sing at my level. Oh. There are tones that only your dog can hear. There, 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 there are frequencies that are passing through this room right now that are passing through your body. But if you are able to tap into what God is doing, you'll actually hear him. This is a story I'd like to tell you really quick. So we went on a trip once on a cruise, and my dad bought us some walkie-talkies. And um, my sister got one, my parents had one, and I had one. And we, it said, like, you should have at least, like, 15 miles worth of service. But then it said, like, when you're over water, what's supposed to be 15 miles actually turns into you got to be, like, right next to each other. <laughs> so over the entire trip, we kept missing each other. Dinner's supposed to be at 7. Mm. I would show up at, like, 8.30 or not show up at all. And I thought, well, nobody told me anything. Come to find out, Joshua was actually tuned into the wrong frequency. Every, every single call, you can't call my phone unless you have my number. number. You can be talking a lot, singing a lot, sweating, tearing up, crying, <laughs> and asking God, God, where were you? And God hasn't heard anything uh, because you're not worshiping at the right frequency. frequency. Please write this down. Glory. The only frequency that God recognizes is his word. Mm. That's the reason why here at AWC we don't sing popular songs. We sing songs that match up with somebody say the word. 
the word. Mm, mm, mm. He said this. Listen, y'all know this. Y'all good students. He said, let me tell you something about my word. This is God talking. He said, heaven and earth would pass away. But his word is from everlasting to everlasting. To everlasting. Because his word is who he is, and his word will not fail. That's a powerful. Yeah. You can anchor your whole life on that. Right. And you're just skimming through the word. I ain't feeling it. I ain't feeling it. Because you're not doing it at the right frequency. And to be on the right frequency, you've got to be in relation, real relations. Right. Ship right. with him. Right. That's true. God is always speaking. Pastor Martin taught a message in like 2004 talking about how God is a speaking spirit. Mm. For any of you that are in this, in this room right now that feel like God is not speaking, I promise you he is. Yes, he is. What you're supposed to do, what we're supposed to do is to gear our hearts to actually hear what God is saying. Mm. I want to bring your attention to something. Moses brings all the people to the base of the mountain, but God gives Moses specific instructions to tell the people that not everybody can touch the mountain. The minute that they come to the, Mount, to, to the Mount of Sinai, it says that God wasn't just on the mountain, but God literally became the mountain. Remember, mm. God is still holy. Yes. And these people are probably the worst because they've not just sinful, but they're still sinning. Do you know that the 40 years in the desert actually happened because they, they were not listening to God? It's supposed to be three. It's supposed to be three days. You should be able to walk from Egypt to where they're going in three days, but it took 40 years. That is why we can worship God and be in amazing conferences and worship services for our entire lives and never experience the presence of God mm -hmm. because of the fact that we are unrecognizable. Moses has to purify the people to even get close to the mountain. It says, look, this blood confirms the covenant. Somebody say covenant. The Lord has made with you in giving you these instructions. Mm -hmm. The reason why covenant and worship is so important is this. When God puts his blood on you, he no longer sees you. He sees his sacrifice. Yes. This is important because then when you worship, God doesn't see it come from Joshua. He sees it come from the sacrifice that he made. This is why you must be redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Yes, you will go to heaven. Yes, you'll be able to live a sanctified life. But God will not hear your worship if it comes directly from you. That's why I like to go to point number three. Worship demands separation. Remember, there's levels to this. Somebody say there's levels. Going up, growing, uh, going up in your worship will demand that sometimes you depart from some things. Immediately after Moses and, and Aaron and all of these people are there with the people, God demands that Moses take, somebody say, a small group. Small group. Somebody say, a small group. Small group. A small group with him on the mountain. Because where Moses was going, he couldn't take all the people. Mm. There's a point in your worship where you don't have to do it in the congregation of people. Mm. Those, uh, so uh, those that went up the mountain had many responsibilities. They, they took care of the people, they fed the people, they purified the people, they protected the people, and they taught the people. But in order for them to be in God's presence, they had to drop all of their responsibilities. One of the biggest issues that we have in worship is that we feel that we're responsible to make the Holy Spirit show up. We're responsible to make God feel something. That you can worship hard enough to make God do something or feel something or move in a certain way. So then you'll walk into a worship service thinking that if you didn't get to the point where you fell on your knees, the worship was off. Go to your word really quick. Uh, 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 Exodus 24 and 9. It says, then Moses 
Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, and the 70 elders of Israel climbed up the mountain. Mm -hmm. Jump to verse number 11. And though these nobles of Israel gazed upon God, this is so significant, they gazed upon God, what did he not do? He didn't destroy them. them. In fact, they ate ate a covenant meal, eating and drinking in his presence. Mm. Had Mm. any of the people at the base of the mountain came up with them, they would have died. There are some things that will immediately fall off of your life the minute you begin worshiping. You want to change your friend group? Worship God. Do you want a better living situation? I'm not talking about more money or a bigger house, but you want to literally become happy in the things where you should be sad? Worship God. Because when you begin to worship God, you begin to actually be in the same rhythm as God himself. But if you feel responsible for your happiness, we'll always be unhappy. We're living in a time right now where you believe that going to a therapist is going to make you happy. It will aid in your happiness. But the word of God says that all true, good, and joyous things come from the Lord. So you can actually get happy while you worship God in the middle of what doesn't look good. His word says the joy of the Lord is Is my strength. strength. Which means that you don't have strength. If you don't have joy. Joshua doesn't have strength. Mm. So if the joy of the Lord is my strength. It comes from him. No, I can't be sad. It's being divinely connected to him. Listen, 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 Linda, listen, listen. (laughs) What we're sharing this morning is critical that you consider again. Welcome home. It is so important that we remove ourselves from this casual Christianity. We can use that big K. You can put a K on your sweatshirt. The kingdom, the kingdom. But not until you tap in, lock in. What would you say? I'm going to let you finish. To the relationship of God. I have seen people come in this church, lift their hands, go through the protocols, what, what it looked like. There ain't no spirit and there no truth. And then they get hooked up in marriage and stuff like this. You are worshiping God. That girl watched you worship God. Now you like trying to uh, lift a, a ton of bricks. This casual thing that, that has crept into the church, we are kicking it out today. He said, he, you that hunger and thirst for righteousness. You've got to crave for this thing. You've got to create an appetite. You have to have a sincere desire. God is real. He's real. He's real, real, real. And he's looking for you. You owe him worship. You're in debt to pay what you owe him. He's the God of the universe, and you owe him personal worship. So to be available to God continually, that means daily. Ain't no part-time in this. You want to eat every day. You crave certain things. We need to crave the presence of God. You, you need to have a sensitivity and ongoing consciousness 
that he's everywhere at all times, seeing everything. We are to keep ourselves consecrated with no room, no space for compromise. Is that dollar that important? And not keeping the Sabbath holy? See law. We are to not give to anything to a man that is only exclusively due to God. I will not do that because I've lifted my hands to the living king. And then you are to be set apart, sanctified, and reserved. I didn't say nothing about no hemline. I didn't say nothing about no hair, all that stuff. But you are rare and you belong to God. And he desires your time, all of it. That's what we got to do to be set apart. So let's, let's go to that word sanctified. We can think that as they climb the mountain, that mm. they're detaching things from them. When we read the word of God, God is actually taking Moses and this small group of people through the sanctification process. Yes. How many of you have ever walked through a season where it felt like God was just stripping you of everything? Mm relationships and it wasn't until you got out of the situation yes. that you realized wow I didn't need that relationship that was actually a terrible habit mm. actually the fact that we broke up even though it broke my heart it actually gave me the motivation to go to the gym I know that we don't like to hear that and we don't like <laughs> to see that but that comeback body couldn't have came unless you dumped him you didn't have the motivation that you were looking for so we can walk through seasons where God strips us of everything and if we are not in in tune with God, we can mm. think that he's trying to, like, to destroy us. But actually, what God is trying to get to Moses and these people is this. You can't come to me and have responsibility that you had at the base of the mountain. Mm. 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 So we can try to bring situations oh, yes. to God and ask, like, why does it keep dying when I bring it to you? And God uh -huh. says, I came for your soul, not mm. for your issue. Mm. Real worship is when you begin to worship God and you don't bring him your issues. You, you don't wow. bring, because to bring God your, to bring a king your issues means that you're telling him that he's not equipped to take care of him. You're reminding him of what he said. Mm. God, do you remember what you said about my marriage? God's like, what are you talking about? I created your marriage. I made you attractive to her to be, even come married. When you come into my presence, worship me. I don't care about her. I my care about God. you. Mm. So now it becomes a responsibility thing where if Joshua messes up in our marriage, Vanessa's not responsible to worship God to redeem me. I'm responsible. So Moses and these folks can't take the people with them because if they brought the people with them to this level, they would have died. Mm. There are some things that you are causing death on in your life because you're bringing them into situations that God has made for you. Mm. They all can't go. Everybody can't come. And they're not all going to be happy for you because the place where God wants to see you, there's no second seat. There's no shotgun. It's a, single, it's a single rider. Anybody ever rode like on a roller coaster? I'm not looking for two people. Somebody said, I'm looking for one. So separation is necessary if you want to go up. If you don't want to go up, stay where you are. But I think that there's a generation of people, and when I say generation, I'm talking about, not talking about age, but I think that we're walking into a spiritual age where people are not so much worried about the song list and the aesthetic of the service, but I, I really want to see him today. Like, I really want to feel God today. I don't want to just have goosebumps. I want to know that I was changed. Look at me. Oh, God. Josh. Yeah. Let's, let's talk. I'm serious. 
Okay, I'm Can you imagine what God must feel like or think when the only time we talk to him is about our bumps, our bruises, our lack, our doubt, our pain, our misery, our disappointment? Is the only time you talk to him is when you're in trouble? Come on now. Can we please man up here? Got a light bill due. Car broke down. Is the only time I want you to answer yourself truthfully. When has it been the last time you talked to him about him? You're going to make some people upset. I don't really think it should. I think it should make them repent. No, you're gonna, we're going to see it in the comments. Before a living God. I, I, you, you watch the comments. That's the problem. We're talking when we should be listening. Is the only time you're calling him up when you need something is when you've got a bad report. You need something. Somebody that was taking his place in your life then walked out on you. Now you're calling him. You better hear me this morning. He's a God that sits high. You can't pull one over his eyes. Yeah, he sees all. He, he said, he told a group of people one time, he said, I couldn't do nothing with these people because I knew what was in their hearts. Their hearts were hard. Honey, let me tell you, you are foolish if you think you're wiser than God. Yeah. He wired you. Yeah. The very breath that you're sucking, he gave it to you. We need to see him right. Right. And we need to start making our boasts right. about who he is. Right. Our God. Right is the only awesome God. Right. Our God is a God that can speak and the lame can get up and walk. Our God is a God that a blind man could be fumbling and bumbling and God would just turn the light on and he can see. Our God can go down to the jailhouse and just shake the whole foundation and everybody would have to go free. Our God is a God that when the doom and the gloom is coming, he said, I'm the light of the world. Turn the switch on. I just want to stop by to tell y'all, I was down in Nigeria, and, and the same God that you were worshiping here, was we were worshiping him over there. No, he was and different he, there. He, 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 but you know what? It was he's different. the same. He's the same God, but it, it, was, it was different. But he respond differently. In Jesus' name. For the hunger of those that, when I call your name, when I call your name, can, when can, I call Mom, your can, can name. I, can, can I, can I, okay, so she already started frustrating you. Can I frustrate oh, you just a little bit more? Don't be frustrated. I think that God is tired of being in the business of miracles. I really think that God is tired of my generation crying to him about heartbreak where he told us not to date them. So now our worship goes crazy because now we're soul tied because we slept with them and they, 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 we put the Honda in their name and like because now we're frustrated and God. They're not listening to the Because this is what it sounds like. God, should I marry him? No. No? Did you say no because it's not the right time in the season? And I should let him mature. Okay, God, I'll let him mature <laughs> two more days. Then you come back. Two more, and two, more, two days is not maturity. 
Some of us need to be lonely for a long time. God, what? Is he the one? No. What? What's, what? You said that I should give him another oh, oh. couple of months to figure it out, but he's probably still my man and I should be with him? Two months, you come back later. Uh-oh. God. And then God stops talking. Oh, you didn't say anything. You Therefore, God, you must permit it. I'm going to be with him. Then you date him. Then you get frustrated. Then you sleep with him. And now you have a soul tie. And now what oh. used to be God, what, like, can I have him? Now you're asking God, can, can you, you take him away? Him? So now God yes. has to perform a miracle to do the impossible because. out of what you have created. So this is where your worship now becomes counterfeit because you're asking God to reverse something yes, that you have done. Yes. If you're in the kingdom, you shouldn't have to worship God so that you can pay your light bill. You shouldn't have to worship God so that you can make it to work on time. You shouldn't have to worship God so that you can make rent. You should be a steward of your money. You should be a steward of your time. Yes, so that way, when it comes time to <laughs> worship, you can do it without worrying about stuff that you're not built to oh, worry yes. about. The word of God says that the joy of the Lord comes with no sorrow. So why would you use precious worship time asking God to give money to a man that you owe? Pay them. Pay pay them. True worship is when you worship from a place where you don't owe any man. True worship happens when you can just say, God, you're amazing. You're good. Why? Because my rent is paid. My wife look good. She got a Louis that's coming on the way. And I'm saving for a college fund. If we as the people of God, and please zoom in, if we as the people of God actually took care of our times and our resources, worship would be different. Because I would have time to worship. There are some people that can afford to take a nap during the day. There are some people that can afford to take a two, three month long vacation. Why? Because they did what was necessary before the vacation to afford the vacation. You have to afford your worship. I'm going to say this. This is going to be very strong. But if I'm your pastor, you're going to stand and say amen. God doesn't care about your rent. God doesn't care about your bills. God doesn't want to create a miracle for what you should have been a steward over. It's not how he works. Why would you use your time when you should be worshiping me, begging for something as simple as money? Live within your means. Save. Tell your children no. Tell your wife no. Tell your husband no. Somebody say, tell yourself no. Tell yourself no. No, I can't afford this. The next time that you go to purchase something, to do something, question this. Is it going to change my worship? Mm. 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 The Maserati is cute. And yes, you can afford it. But is your worship going to change? Is it going to change? I don't think that God wants Mm. to do any more miracles, Amari. The road is narrow so that you actually stay straight. You have the ability right now in this moment to break up with the person right now and get back onto what God has promised you. I'm sorry, I'm I'm really stuck right here. But God does not want to do any more miracles. He'd rather feed the hungry than make sure that you have to. Isn't that crazy that God would pass over somebody that doesn't have the means to have a house to come and make sure you got rent? No, you got a job, AWC. Somebody say, be responsible. Be responsible. God's not responsible for the life that we built for ourselves. Some of us need to downsize, do less. Don't go on a vacation, go on a staycation. Oh, at a hotel? No, in the basement. <laughs> go to the Salvation Army, go get you a $2 tent and have camp inside. In your house. Because God Ooh. cannot use a broke church, a broken church. There are some of us that can't get to purpose because you're hooked up and soul tied to the wrong person. God's not speaking. You're not at his somebody say frequency. Frequency. Mm. 
And sometimes if we would just be quiet, as you were sitting here doing that, Josh, uh, a lot of us, I know, I know me, I I know me. You try to talk your, your head talk. You know, God done told you what to do. And when, when Pastor Josh said he'll just stop talking to you, it's because you wouldn't stop talking. He is not going to talk over your will. He can't, yeah. He will not. So you just loud. But being loud still doesn't change his position in your life. Because when you settle down and shut up, it's still the same. Give me what I require. Give me what I asked for. Nothing less, nothing more. It's called, and it is spelled, O-B-E-Y. Obey. And for the American church in the Western world, we've got to deal with that. You have to stop justifying your foolishness. I don't have time to come to church. Oh, Jesus. Liar. Oh, oh don't, don't even get me started. Because, oh. Will, uh-huh. you didn't want to go to the party on Saturday. What party? They know. They, y'all know what I'm talking about. Mm. You didn't want to go to brunch. How many of you have ever had plans that you didn't want to go to anywhere get canceled? Mm. I don't want to go anywhere. Hey, sis, we ain't going to be able to go. You go, glory. Man, I'm so hurt, girl. I was looking forward to it. I moved stuff out the way. Girl, what? We can't reschedule? And then they'd be like, well, maybe we can't. Oh, never mind. No, I got something else. Like, and then what we do uh-huh. is we try to make church a priority when we're going through. Oh. Can I be honest just for two seconds? your mouth. So then Not? we start to see people we didn't see. Oh. And now it's like, oh, there's Susan. She's going through again. <laughs> Wait a minute, it's the middle of the summer, it's cuffing season. Oh yeah, she's coming for a new man. There she is. Can we be that honest? So now your worship has actually become a trap to try to find somebody that God's gonna have to end up delivering from you from later on. When you get into God's presence in true worship, you no longer see or hear anything else. This is not funny. This is not funny. I'm not laughing. It's really not funny. Because we're trying to show you the levels. Levels, guys, you're going to have to look inside today to identify what level you're on. Right. Who is he to you? Do you know him? I don't care what you are sitting there talking about what you was raised on. God is not going to contend with you, and you better not try to contend with him. Do you know he gave you hands? and arms, and breath, simply to worship him? To look upon him and to gaze upon him. And if you don't practice it here, why in the heck do you want to go to heaven? Because all we're going to be doing, you're going to be, I I don't know, you're going to be loud like me or what, but all doing all day, all night, is you're going to be worshiping him, crying, holy, 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 holy. You ain't got to make up words. You're just going to have to stand before his presence and call him holy. 
Hold on. Did you just Glory. say? Did you say what I think you said? I'm saying if you, you don't want to You said you don't want to worship now. You, why would you want to go to heaven? Why? Why? I want I don't understand. I don't understand why you come up in here. Don't come up in here trying to look at me and make me look funny because what you're doing is 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 crazy to me. <laughs> I understand where I came from. I know where I am. I know who he is. You understand what I'm saying? You can't make me shame. I, you cannot make me back up on this. You know why? Because there's no lack in my life. I've had diagnosis that the doctor said this would be, but then I called his name and he reversed the curse. Why do you come up in here? I, I really need to understand. Why? Ambassador's Worship Center, this is a real deal. You can't come sit up in here and not be transformed. You're wasting your time and our time. We're trying to get on one accord around here. We want some marriages to be transformed. We want some children that were wayward to come on back to the house. He said if you train them up, they will not return. They will not return void of this. I'm, I'm serving this thing. This thing is real. I don't know what about you. I, I'm not growing weary in well-doing. It's working for me. I drive up to a car wash, and a young man in this church runs out named Josh Cryer and takes care of me. Everywhere I go, favor upon favor. Y'all be on that As we get today's tithes and offer, they ain't gave a dime. Ain't no favor coming your way. Uh-uh. Stop lying to yourself. <laughs> that we do this as a covenant. I don't say with us, I say with me. Because I know I'm keeping my part of the bargain. Amen? I've lifted my hands. I'm no good for the devil. I'm, I'm used goods. Every drop of me, every hair of my head, every ounce of my energy, it belongs to, I praise the Lord God. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm committed. Yeah. You, some, some Christians wouldn't even be good in a, in a gang or not even in a, a, a fraternity or a sorority because you, you won't stay with your same colors. You all over the place. Whoa, chill out. Ah, uh, yeah. You, 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 wouldn't, you wouldn't add up. We wear, we wear gray in this camp. You come up in here with orange. Well, I like orange. It makes my eyes pop. That's the problem. Didn't we tell you there's a blueprint you must follow? Y'all go in the military and they tell you wear this color. I dare you to walk up in that first sergeant wearing something that he told you not to wear. That's tough. How much more the things of God? Come on, saints. Come on. Wake up. I really believe, Kevin, that I agree with him. And intercessors, we're going to agree. We're going to agree with our senior pastor here. This place is going to be filled. And I believe it can be filled in that three months. I know people want what I smoke in church. So the stuff you tell me I can't say, you can say it. All right. Cool. Now that I know, now that I know what we're doing. Woo! Real quick, sit down. Sit how, down how be sit ever? Down. Sit down, sit down. How be ever, it's gonna cost you. 
It's going to cost you in worship. It's going to cost you in time. It's going to cost you in allegiance. It's going to cost you in reverence. Who is your God? It ain't no wacky tobacco. It's the righteous rock. He's the rock of my salvation. He's the joy of my salvation. Oh, you better hear me this morning. He ain't no, he, he's not cracked. You better break you off a piece of this rock. Woo! Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. I, I just. <laughs> Sit down. No. From now on, I get to say whatever I want to say. How often I, I'm starting it now. She just said a Holy Ghost rock. Y'all. Ooh. But there's a reason why our response is the way that it is, because it's true. I want one person to stand up and say one thing that she said that was a lie. A righteous rock. That's crazy. Point number four. My man said yes. Yes, indeed. I see you, dog. Maybe we can go to lunch and you can help me. Are you a psychiatrist, therapist? Maybe. No, man. God. Exodus 24, 12 through 14. Then the Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain. God has said, come up to me. How many times in this scripture? Three times. He said, Moses, come up to me. He brings the people. Then he says, Moses, come up to me. He brings 72. Now God says, come up to me for a third time, but now Moses has to make another separating point. If you want to get good with your maturity in your relationship with God, Mm -hmm. get used to being alone. Not by yourself, all one, by by yourself. There are some things that God can't get to me and didn't get to me because Joshua was in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people. Mm. And it's not that God isn't good. I was in the wrong place. Young folks, this is why it is so important to marry the right person. Because if you marry the right person, God will sing. If you marry the wrong person, he will shut his mouth. It's very important. Somebody say important. Then the Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain. Stay there and what? I will give you the tablets of stone on which I have inscribed the instructions and commands. So you can do what? Teach the people. So Moses and his assistant Joshua set out, and Moses climbed up the mountain of God. Moses Mm. told the elders, what? Stay here and wait for us until we come back. Aaron and her are here with you. If anyone has a dispute while I'm gone, consult with them. This is the first time that anybody has been able to say, I'm going to go to God's presence and come back. When you read the Bible slow enough, you start to pick up on things that you wouldn't have seen if you were reading too fast. Mm. For Moses to say, I'm going to God's presence and coming back, he is doing something that has never been done before. He is telling them, hey, don't worry about it. I'm going to go talk with God for a second. I'm going to be in his presence. I'm going to dap him up. I'm going to eat some collard greens and some chicken fries. It's going to be, it's amazing. And I'm going to come right back. For him to be able to say that means that even though Moses was with the people, God saw something different in Moses. 
There's a part of your worship where God wants to see something different in you. Where your worship, when you come into the building, doesn't look the same. The first song, your hands are up. Second song, you clap. Third song, you kneel. Fourth song, you cry. For, next week, hands up, clap, kneel, cry. Hands up, clap, kneel, cry. Hands up, clap, kneel. And now you've done like this cadence where God says, oh, I already know what they're going to do. I'll, turn, I'll tune in next week. It's not going to be any different. Hands up, kneel, clap. It's going to be the same thing. So God is looking for, for Moses to come up different. Write this down, please. Point number four, worship brings us closer to God's desire. God brought an entire nation of people to the desert to talk to one man. When you look at this, because he couldn't talk to the people because they were scared. In order for the people to receive their deliverance, somebody had to be different than them. In order for God to talk to your family, you might be the one that God wants to talk to. The entire separation of your family, like your family being taken care of. How many of you know that you're the different one in your family? Be bold. Like my family is together, not because of me, but I know God's with me. You might be the only person in your family that knows who Jesus is. You might be the only one that knows how to fix your mouth to pray. You know that cousin that you asked to pray at Thanksgiving? Oh, God, uh, thanks for this meat, I mean t turkey, and uh, yeah, amen. Like they don't know how to pray, right? Like. You might be the person that's anointed. Pastor Martin and Linnell taught a message a couple uh, years ago talking about like the anointed child, like the anointed one, that there's somebody, somebody has to be Moses in this group. Somebody has to have worship that's true. Somebody has to be able to be in God's presence and hear from him. How many of you, you know it's you? Moses told the elders, stay here and wait for us until we come back. Aaron and her are here with you. These are really good points. You should probably go there. Okay. You just passed it. We, we're going to reiterate these. You must make a commitment to do these three little simple things, but it's going to cost. Just decide, Lord, I'm available to you. Simple. Two, Lord, I need a sensitive ear and a consciousness to hear you. And then it, you need to be willing to consecrate yourself. Sacrifice <clears throat> the you back to him. Withholding nothing. I withhold none of me from you. I give myself away back to you. That's simple. God would move heaven if you really made those three commitments to do them and actually find joy in giving yourself back to him. He has a plan for you from the beginning. You don't have to be fumbling and bumbling around anymore. We're not the people that don't know who we are. We know who we are, and we also know where we came from. And God is available. He's like these precious mothers that we just celebrated. Happy Mother's Day again.
When you were born, they took you from the hospital and they, they took you into the house, a home. They took months, some of them years, preparing a place for you called a nursery. And they made it the best room in the house, most of us. And they put you in these things they call it a crib. And not only that, because like a Joshua, unlike a Callie, Joshua's going to bump and move and sing and, 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 and turn flips in his crib. So moms and dads put bumper pads so you wouldn't hurt yourself. That's what God has prepared for you, abundant life. And he told us, now I'm going to bless you, and you're going to be on this earth, but I'm going to send you down there to be in it, but don't become it. And I'm going to put some bumper pads, which is my word, that's going to hover. It's going to be like a hedge of protection around you. That you don't have to be walking around like wayward children because you're king's kids. I've ordered your steps. You don't have to go to college to find yourself. You go to college to establish the kingdom through you on the campus. That's who he is. Are you tagging me in? Okay. Let's finish this thing up. Is this, has this been good today? Okay. Can I, can I share just one vulnerable moment? Here at AWC, we really don't desire to be like any other church. We're not striving to like keep up with industry standard. We're not trying to be like the church that's down the street. Hear my heart. If that's what you would desire, then that's the perfect home. But I think that what's been established here for 27 years, especially between like you and daddy, is a church that enjoys being together, mm. that enjoys their time in service, that has a fun time, where when you leave the service, you're looking forward to coming back. Really quick, this is my last point, but have you guys enjoyed Pastor Linnell today? Okay. okay. All right. Really quick. And I have to take the time for this. I really do. I really do. Take a seat. Based off of, because the sermon's no longer important at this moment, just, just for two seconds. Do you guys have time? I need to give my mom her flowers just for a second. Um, what Pastor Martin said at the beginning of the sermon, talking about, <laughs> he didn't say this word, but like a miracle that we would teach together. Um, none of you guys in the room know the level of energy that it takes for Joshua and Linnell to do this thing called life. How many of you moms have a strong-willed son? How many of you have a strong-willed first-born son? Or, do well, I'm or daughter, yes, but I'm talking about, I'm, this is my, I'm not a girl, so, you know, I'm talking about the truth, right? Okay. This sermon, what you're seeing up here uh, that you might see as, like, quirky or, or weird is how Joshua and Linnell act every day. There are some people that God gives you in your life that it can be a struggle to do life with. And then on the opposite end, God can give you people in your life that you can struggle through life with. 
It's a difference. Did you hear it? I said the same thing, but it's different. There are people you struggle in life with, and it's just like, man, like, I don't, why am I doing this? But I truly believe that you were built for my adversity. <laughs> no, really, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm really, my mama wasn't here on Mother's Day, so y'all got to say hello. This is my, this is my moment. Um, one of the hardest things that has ever happened in my life has been working with you because of the fact that it causes me to change. It's one of the hardest things I've ever done because in order for us to be able to do this, Joshua had to destroy his pride. In order for us to do this, I had to understand that all the stuff that you do, the charismatic singing, that to me can sound like, oh my God, here she goes again, <laughs> that that is where my worship came from. Stop. Stop. Be nice. I want, no, this is, I, this is the reason why sons can marry the right woman and still be in love with their mother. Aww. I'm not done. <laughs> I'm not done. Everything that I do in this ministry is a replica of what was originally done. The sound of this house in which you hear in worship, it might sound like me right now, but it's sitting on the foundation of Pastor Lanelle. So what you're watching today, to some of you it might be a struggle, but if you trusted the struggle that God gave you with your family and you struggled with your family, you would make it through it. I'm sorry, I know I'm stuck. But you can make it through anything if you stay, stay together. together. If I would have forsaken the parts of my mom that annoy me, and there are some parts of me that I know annoy her. I know she goes to bed and be in bed with my dad pillow talk like this boy. I'm going to kill him. I know what happens. Not once. But my worship would be tainted today if I had resentment for the mother that actually brought me into this world. So for that, I say I love you and I appreciate you. Here we go. Last one. Exodus 24, 15 through 18. Then Moses climbed up. Does anybody feel the presence of God? I'm sorry. It might just be me. All right. Because I'm a Christian weirdo, so I feel God while I'm making greens. Like, you know. Then Moses climbed up the mountain and the cloud covered it. <laughs> if you know, if you know you should know. Somebody say there's levels. Levels. Moses is now by himself. The people are at the base of the mountain. The 72 are at the middle of the mountain. Joshua is feet away from Moses. But now Moses has approached this point at the mountain where you can't go up anymore. Yeah. And a cloud comes and rests on the mountain. For six and, days. And the glory of the Lord settled down on Mount Sinai. And the cloud covered it for six days. On the seventh day, the Lord called to Moses from inside the cloud. Which means that once Moses found his way to God's presence, he didn't ask anything. He didn't say anything. He didn't inquire anything. He didn't knock on the cloud and say, hey, God, are you ready for me yet? Hey, God, are you looking for me? There's a point in your worship where you continuously wait on the Lord. God, and this is what it looks like, God. I don't know what you want to do, but I'm going to stay right here until you move. The reason why our word for the year is postured is this. God, I'm not moving anywhere, anywhere until you say. That's how you begin to gauge the opportunities that come to your family. 
hey, girl, if you give me $5,000, I can X, Y, and Z. God didn't say so, therefore I'm not moving my feet. It says, for six days that Moses sits there on the seventh day that God calls out to him. Somebody reads verse 17 with me. To the Israelites at the foot of where? At the foot. Where? At the foot of the mountain, the glory of the Lord appeared at the summit like a consuming fire. The word of God says that the, that the mountain shook and there was fire and that there was a bunch of stuff. And the people at the foot of the mountain were terrified. But Moses was at perfect peace. Your relationship with God is based off of where you're sitting. A lot of people are looking at your family and saying that there's turmoil and they see all the smoke and the flames, but they don't understand that God has consumed your house with the Holy Ghost fire. So to you, it looks like our house is burning down, but inside of the house, we're taken care of. You have permission today to excuse every other person that has an opinion of your family that did not come from God. God didn't tell me, about, tell me that about my family. Your son's an addict. God didn't tell me that. Like he's literally smoking a righteous rock. <laughs> no, God, God, God didn't tell me about that. Then... Listen to this. Then Moses disappeared where? Into the cloud as he climbed higher and higher up the mountain. This is what the Holy Spirit shared with me. How do you climb higher and higher in a mountain that you're at the top of? (laughs) Write this down. When your worship ends, God has so much more. Moses is no longer climbing a rock. He's not climbing a mountain. He's now climbing the mountain of God. The word of God says that he is a strong tower. Mm, and the righteous will run to him. It. Not run to it, run in into. Two. The reason why we have spent this long of a period of time in these last couple of weeks talking about worship is because every other sermon series that we teach means nothing if you don't know how to worship God. Once Moses goes up to, goes up to the mountain, says that he remained on the mountain 40. for 40 days and 40 nights. He didn't take any food with him. He didn't take any drink with him. You cannot prepare to be in God's presence. You just got to be ready when he calls on you. And I think that right now, AWC, that God is calling for some people just to, just to walk into what he wants you to do. God is call- How many of you, God is calling you to do some crazy stuff this year? How many of you are type A and you're trying to prepare for what God has told you to do? I'm type A. I've turned into type A. And you can start to try to build something, and God's like, where you're... Where I'm taking you, you can't sustain yourself. And I think that God wants us to trust him. So here in this moment, can you go to the four of whatever key you're in? Right there where you are, see yourself at the top of the mountain. See the cloud. See what other people are terrified of. Like hear the voice of the Lord saying, whatever your name is, like, yeah, just just step in. But God, I'm at the top of the mountain. If I take a step, I'm going to fall off this mountain. And God's like, don't worry about it. You're worrying too much. Like, you're worrying too much. Well, God, my marriage is falling apart. I didn't ask you about that. I asked you to step into my presence. Well, God, well, the doctor said, he said, I don't care about the doctor. I'm in the cloud. Envision yourself walking into the, into the cloud. Glory to God. Envision his presence, like his real presence, like his... Feel his arms wrapping around your situation. Feel his arms wrapping around your heart if it's broken. Feel his arms wrapping around your family. There are no more levels because now you're with him. Now, based off of how you know God, just be with him right there in that moment. God, there's no other place I'd rather be. I'm not going to bring you my problems. I don't have any issues when I'm with you. I'm with you. 
My body is healed when I'm with you. I have strategy to move forward when I'm with you. Right there, some of you in this room are looking for ways to do X, Y, and Z, and you've been trying to read every book. You've been going to life coaches. You spent a ridiculous amount of money traveling the world, trying to listen to a man tell you something that only God can. I dare you to lift your hands and ask God, God, what do I do? I dare you. I, I dare you. Trying to hold your family together. You've gone to counseling. You've gone to therapy. Just ask God, God, give me the family you desire. Come on, come on. If it's on your face, if it's on your knees, if it's on your, like, if it's walking around the room, God's presence, glory to God, is in the room. God, what do you want? What do you want me to say? What relationships do you want me to be in? Where do you want me to go? Some of you are dealing with anxiety and depression and therapy isn't working. Just give it to God. God, here it is. My brain, I don't know how it works. Here it is. Somebody's getting free right now. Somebody's getting the idea that's going to set you and your family free right now. Elon Musk should not be the most, the most uh, uh, wealthiest person in the world. There are ideas in this room that if you would give it to God at the top of your mountain, he would change it and change it into something you've never seen before. Just give it to him. Children are out here all over the place. You have, you, have, you, have, you have family members that are all over the place. Instead of chasing after them, give it to God. I feel like there's a second wave that's coming. In this second wave, some people are going to begin to open up their mouths and just begin to talk to Christ. In this next wave, there's going to be a shift in the room, and your worship's going to change from asking God about things to asking him one question. God, your will be done. Some of you are already beginning to feel it. Go for it. God, what's your will? What do you want? It's not what I want. What do you want? How can I please you? Some people need to begin inquiring from the Lord. God, what do you want from me? When was the last time you asked him? You tell God what you want. Ask God, God, what do you want? If you're married, grab your husband or your wife's hand. God, what do you want from us? Why are we married? How, how can our worship, how can our life worship to you? How, how can, I'm in school. Yes, I'm getting a degree, but how could, how could this degree worship you? God, we're pregnant with a child. That's amazing. But how could we have this child in a sign of worship? Right there where you are. Come on. I sense some of you are just on the verge of last week's message. Go ahead and break that alabaster box. Pour yourself, your most precious being, at the feet of God. Because you don't know the of the oil pour go ahead you're safe to pour your life back into where it came from the safest place is the highest place with God it's not like a natural height pour yourself pour yourself from your breath in my life. 
Just the voices, no music. Sing, it's your breath. It's your breath in my life. So we pour. So we pour out our praise for us. It's your breath in my lungs, Jesus. So we pour out. Sing to the Lord. Come on, sing it for real. It's your breath in my
Every hand lets it. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise. Pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out your praise. Right there with your hand lifted, God, we ask, we declare and decree. We understand that there's levels to this thing called worship. Our heart's desire today is to live at the top of that list. God, we desire to live at the top of the mountain. God, we desire to be in your cloud. We desire to be in your presence. God, that we would not live our entire lives at the base of the mountain, that we get to the top of our, our levels in worship where we're able to actually see your face. God, we declare and decree that today, AWC is healthy, not just because of how many people are here, but AWC is healthy because we are a church that worships. We are a church that's conscious of your presence. And as Pastor Linnell said earlier, God, that we will consecrate our hearts. So if you would like to celebrate there just for two seconds, can you give God a shout of praise? Clap your hands. Hallelujah. How many of you are happy you came to church today? Yeah, really quick. Uh, for those of you that are a part of AWC, how many of you guys uh, are glad that you became a part of what, what you are now? For any of you that are in the room, we would love to meet you. We'd love to have conversation with you. We'd love to pray with you. How many of you, it's your first time here at AWC? I'd love to see it. Yeah. We see you. We see you. We would like to meet you. At the end of this hallway, there are going to be some people that want to know your name. We want to know how we can pray for you. And this is the other thing. Look at your neighbor and say, we expect to see you again. Yeah, if this service changed your life, if what you heard today, it touched your heart, we want to make sure that you know that it's God literally set this place for you. Can I release you this morning? Let's do it. Father God, we thank you for every person that's underneath the sound of your voice today. God, we thank you for the conclusion of the sermon series. And we're looking forward to our worship beginning to change and go from level to level. And every person in the room that's glad you came to church today, say...